7.45 on a Saturday morning time for Jack Farrell's Wine Chat. Jack Farrell, he being of Haskell's fame. Good morning, Jack. Denny, how are you today? I'm doing day? quite well. It's a beautiful weekend. Oh. I want to tell you off the start, I, I, I get an interesting uh, 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 email from a listener who loves the show and said right. maybe you and Jack, well, Jack, because you're the expert, uh, sometime could plan ahead and maybe accept some uh, uh, Q&A uh, questions from listeners, maybe via email or something. Sure. And we could forward them to you and, you know, various questions. This listener had to. I'd love to do it. Well, let's uh, Luda. They could uh, send me the email, just dlong at cbs.com, and uh, Jack and I will get together and uh, we'll answer some uh, some questions. I don't know the answer. I'll make one up. (laughs) (laughs) Just like we do. (laughs) Absolutely. What are you going to talk about today? You know what I'm going to talk about today? I got a call, as a matter of fact, yesterday morning from my broker in the Loire Valley. They had a frost. And anyhow, we've been talking about a lot of things. I thought, you know, that is probably the most underappreciated area of France. The Loire Valley is a breathtaking place to visit. Uh, Its history is just marvelous. You know, uh, in the medieval times, uh, the people in Paris would seek country places to go and hunt or enjoy to get out of the pestilence of the cities of those times. And the Loire Valley is where they all went. And they built the most impressive castles and chateaus that you have ever seen in your entire life, all throughout the entire Loire Valley. So it's a place to visit that is just incredible. It divides France. It's the longest river in France, the Loire. And it runs for around 200 and some miles. And it divides France into the north and south. And north uh, France is, is uh, very Nordic, etc. Southern France is more Mediterranean food. Everything is sort of that way. But these magnificent chateaux uh, that are up and down, which is, the Loire Valley is also known as the breadbasket of France because it's so fertile and the land is so rich. And, of course, even people who don't know anything about the Loire Valley have heard of Anjou pears. Well, they were developed in the town of Anjou in the Loire Valley. And, of course, as I said, it's just loaded with all sorts of history. Uh, the, the magnificent castles are just not to be missed. And what they do with those castles, another thing that's a little touristy, but it's just nothing short of magnificent. They have at night what they call luminaries. They play symphonic music in big loudspeakers, and then they bathe these properties in different color lights. And I'm telling you, it is just as much fun as a fireworks show to see one of these luminaries at one of the great chateaus like Chambord. Chambord was a a hunting lodge of uh, Henry the second or somebody like that and it is magnificent i think it has 180 chimneys on the roof and when they bathe that chambord in lights it's just amazing in fact in chambord there's a wonderful raspberry liqueur that's named after that property called chambord and of course the names eleanor of aquitaine eleanor of aquitaine is the one who brought the french provinces to the english king and she was from the loire valley Catherine de Medici, who uh, uh, raised Mary, Queen of Scots, did so in the Loire Valley. Even though she was an Italian, she was married to the French king and even served as the regent of France for a period of time, the Loire Valley. 
Joan of Arc, of course, the maid of Orleans. Orleans is a major city in the Loire Valley. Some of the cities are Tours, Samur, Angier. Tours, incidentally, is sort of the capital. Orleans, of course, is just dedicated to Joan of Arc, and the cathedral there is magnificent. Uh, and it, it even was uh, the prison for uh, Richard the Lionhearted. Leonardo da Vinci, now imagine, he came from Tuscany, one of my favorite spots in the whole world. He elected to die in the Loire Valley because he thought it was one of the most beautiful places in the entire world. And, you know, while you're there, the food is just marvelous. And you can stay in these castles and uh, uh, various manor houses, etc. It's just a wonderful, wonderful place to visit and to see when you walk through the Loire Valley of France, or you drive through it, etc., there's the upper Loire, the middle Loire, and then the Loire where it flows right into the Atlantic Ocean. And I'm telling you, that whole valley is just beautiful. I mean, it's so picturesque. Every time you turn around, there's another new castle, etc. And most of them are open to the public. As I said, many of them have been turned into beautiful hotels and restaurants, etc. So you really have the opportunity to see these places firsthand. You've heard me many times in the past talk about Chenisseau. Chenisseau was built by Henry II or something like that for Diane de Portier, uh, who was his mistress. And what a, she must have been a wonderful mistress, because some people to this day claim that Chambord or Chenisseau is one of the most beautiful homes ever made. It's a castle, but it's a manageable size castle. And I think you've heard me talk in the past. It's built over a river, a tributary of the Loire, not the Loire itself. And the, the current in that river turns all the equipment in the kitchen. So Diane de Portier in the 1500s had a very modern kitchen with turning spits, etc., all powered by uh, the river that runs under the kitchen in, in the wonderful uh, house of, of uh, Chenisseau. And like I say, the gardens, etc. Chenisseau is a, a beautiful castle, but it's sort of a manageable size. If you have, say, 85 rooms is a manageable size. But uh, it is a wonderful place to visit, not to be missed. It's an architectural gem, and you can look it up because, you know, architects have been referring to Chenisseau as one of the most beautiful residences ever built since it was built. So that's 500 years of praise, no small thing. And lest I forget, what about the wines of the Loire Valley? They're easy, they're affordable, they're versatile. They are wonderful. There's so many of them. You've heard me go on and on about Sancerre. I always say Sancerre is Sauvignon Blanc with a college education. It's, the, in my opinion, the best expression of Sauvignon Blanc in the entire world is Sancerre. And Sancerre comes in three types, red, white, and rosé. The white is Sauvignon Blanc. The rosé is usually uh, rosé made from Cabernet Franc, and the red is usually made from Cabernet Franc or Cabernet Sauvignon. depends on what the proprietor happens to be into at the time. But those wines are just marvelous. They make wonderful red wine, Bourgil and Gamay. And we've talked ad nauseum a couple weeks ago about Muscadet, which is my favorite fishing opener wine. In about three weeks, we'll have... 
uh, Minnesota fishing opener. I think it's going to be May 13th. And I always have Muscaday to go with walleye because I think the marriage was made in heaven. And it comes from the Malone de Bourgogne grape, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago. But the Muscaday is the wine that's produced closest to the mouth of the Loire where it goes into the Atlantic Ocean. And because that's such a fertile place, the shellfish and clams and oysters they get from there are wonderful. And what goes better with all that than Muscadet? Uh, there's other wines, too. Vouvray is a wine that I always recommend for Thanksgiving because it's 100% Chenin Blanc, and it has the ability to marry well with all those sweet side dishes we have at Thanksgiving with yams and marshmallows and sweet potatoes, etc. Uh, and Vouvray goes perfectly with that. As a matter of fact, the fellow who inspired this talk today when he called me yesterday, was calling me about our Vouvray Voltaire. And I, when he wanted it to be bottled and when I would like it shipped, etc. Because the uh, 16 is actually a very, very good vintage. And 17 with the frost, they don't know about it. I'm sure it'll cut down the volume. The vintage may be very good, but the volume won't be there because of the frost right now. But then there's other wines besides Sancerre and Vouvray. There's Pouy Fumé. Uh, which is a wonderful wine. It comes from the northernmost part of the Loire Valley. And it, good acidity, marry very well with any kind of Pan-Asian cuisine, anything that's spicy. It's nice, high acidity, and it's nice to say, Pui Fumay. It's kind of romantic, if you will. And then there's a, a sweeter wine called Coteau du Léon, another nice thing to say, Coteau du Léon. And it's too Chenin Blanc, like Vouvray. It's a little lighter than a Vouvray, but it's a very pleasant, wonderful wine. Unless we forget, they make a load of sparkling wine in the Loire Valley. Uh, really, uh, Cremant de Loire, you'll see that on a lot of sparkling wines. And they are really remarkable. You can buy a sparkling Vouvray, sparkling Sancerre, etc., or just plain sparkling wine where they use all those. And I'll never forget many, many years ago, must be 40 years ago, we went to a sparkling installation that was owned by the people at Cointreau, uh, that wonderful uh, orange liqueur that uh, when you get a golden uh, daiquiri, they usually use Cointreau in it instead of uh, an inexpensive uh, orange liqueur. And Quadro was wonderful, and they had this big installation where they were, I think, the third largest at the time, sparkling wine installation. And I'll tell you, we had a picnic there that day. We got there at 11 and didn't leave till 5.30. So you can imagine what kind of a wonderful lunch that was, punctuated by all of that Cremant de Loire, that sweet wine. The, the wonderful thing about the Loire Valley wines is they're low in alcohol. They're food wines. They go perfectly with any kind of food dishes you have. Uh, and with that low alcohol and food pairing ability and a good expression of the soil, uh, you know, it can't be beat. So, you know, as I said, if you want to go to France, the Loire Valley is only a couple hours outside of Paris. And what a week you could spend there going from chateau to chateau and not only seeing all of the French history that's unveiled in those wonderful properties and at night seeing the wonderful luminaries, but as I said, you eat very well 
and you certainly drink very well because the wines of the Loire are not to be overlooked. They're gaining popularity. They've always been popular with our clientele. <laughs> Fritzy Haskell, uh, back in the 60s, was selling Cote de Lyon when no one else ever even heard of it. Uh, because she thought people would like that soft wine that was low in alcohol, and she was 100% white. Right, because today the Loire wines are being rediscovered by everybody. And believe me, we have a ton of them at Haskell's. Everyone I have mentioned here is available. And as I said, they're such diverse wines. They run the gamut. So when you're traveling in the Loire Valley, there's no need to look for anything like a Chardonnay or a burgundy on the wine list. You drink the local wines, and I'll tell you, you're not disappointed because those Loire Valley wines are simply delicious. Mm. You know, I've forgotten the best news at all. They're very, very affordable. Well, that's good. It's very hard to find a Loire Valley wine that's over $25. Well, if you can't buy a ticket to go to the Loire Valley, I'd love to do that someday. All you need to do is to stop in at any one of the Haskell locations, and uh, it'll be you'll be like transported to the Loire Valley. Indeed. Right at this moment, we have at Haskell's, we have our annual spring sale, which is a doozy. We have over 20 Loire Valley wines on sale. 20, that's right. Haskell's spring wine sale is an event not to be missed. This is the time of year to stock your cellar up and stock it good because these prices are the best in the marketplace. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars, and Haskell's love to talk about wine, whether you want to parry a muscadet with walleye or you want to have a burgundy with cocavan. They'll pair the wine, and they'll pair the wine that won't break the bank. So stop in. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Shanhassen, in downtown Excelsior. There's a Haskell's, as there is in Fairbolt, right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. And on Saturdays, there's free parking in downtown Minneapolis. Haskell's at Minnetonka, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our 34-page spring wine catalog. Jack, we're out of time. Let's talk next week. I look forward. Thank you. On WCCO Minneapolis, St. Paul.